please stand clear of the doors. Hey, Magic Kingdom, can't wait, run the monorail. Oh, so much fun. I love the monorail. So listen, I have a surprise. Um, I made us reservations at Cinderella's Royal Table today. Oh, yes. Oh, get out of here. But I can't pay for all of us. So what? everyone's going to have to pay for themselves. So you made reservations? You're not even going to pay for us? You know what? I'll wait in the car. Welcome to episode 101 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Today we will be giving the his on Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Before we jump into Sleeping Beauty's Castle and jump into the history, uh, I kind of want to thank everyone for your support. You know, last week we celebrated our 100th episode and, uh, you know, we've gotten a couple new Patreons this week. And I just want to say thank you to everyone for the support. Thank you so much for all the follows on our social media. Thank you to everyone who gives us reviews. And um, I just want to say thank you to everyone. Yeah, thank you a lot. Definitely. And um, so if you too are interested in becoming a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com and search for us, search for Diz His. Um, and it can be, um, it's as affordable as $2 a month. And when you when you subscribe and you become one of our Patreons, you get access to all kinds of extra content, uh, live shows, which are always fun. If you ever talk to any of the other Patreons, they'll tell you that we have so much fun doing the live shows. Uh, we have giveaways regularly uh we you know have our specific discord that you know we kind of talk and chat about all things disney throughout the week so it's it's a great way to get some extra content uh if you want to do that like i said go to patreon.com and search Diz his yep and you know if you want to go ahead and just help us out go ahead and uh, uh give us a rating on apple podcasts or whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on just go ahead and write us a review or give us like a star rating that'll be awesome and let's jump into the history of Sleeping Beauty's Castle. So first off, what do you think of Sleeping Beauty's Castle? I have never been there. I know, Alex, have you been there? I have not. Okay, but Jen, she's, she has been there, right? She's, how many times have you been over there? Uh, three or four, maybe five. You know, you always hear that we here at Magic Kingdom, when, you know, we have like a Cinderella's Castle here, right? Mm -hmm. And it's big. <laughs> and you always hear when people go to Disneyland, the castle's small over there. What yeah. do you think about that? So it's kind of funny because... You know, especially if you have, if you have frequented Disney World at any point in time, um, whether it be, you know, your first time or it's just something that you do regularly, it's always that, that turn, you know, when you're walking around, uh, when you go down Main Street and you make that turn down and you're staring at the castle, right? And it's this huge, awe-inspiring castle. So you just, it's, it's not the same at Disneyland. It, it's just not. You, um you kind of, especially if you've been to Disney World first, you go, what, Where, where's the castle at? So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of the biggest shock with it. Just as pretty, um, you know, definitely has some unique features to it, but that's probably the most, um, the, the most startling thing is, is just, you expected some grandiose kind of building and it's just, it's not. So which, which one would you say? So this is definitely climbable, right? I mean, if you had enough drinks and you sure, why not? <laughs> How about compared to, it's not as small as the temple over at Mexico, right? Over in Epcot? No, it's pretty small. Really? Uh, I, I would have to find some pictures for reference just to see. <laughs> I mean, because it, it really is. 
Uh Small. And, you know, we're talking about California. We're talking about, you know, and of course we live in Florida. And Jen, you're going to be taking a trip here in like a month, right? Or a couple of weeks, actually. You're going to be taking a trip actually here in a couple of weeks. Are you going to be able to go head over there or no? To Disneyland? Yeah. So we... We had everything set in place, but because we just don't know where um, California is going to be in reference to, um, you know, are they letting outside people? If they do, it would be a last minute thing. Um, Then when we found out that, you know, they're opening, um, you know, all the Marvel stuff, we said, you know, it's probably not going to be the best idea for us to go and stop there. Let's kind of, even if they opened it up, it's just going to be kind of crazy. Everybody fighting to get into Disneyland, you know, out of state people. Mm -hmm. So we decided we're going to kind of push it off. Uh, We're thinking maybe uh, winter, like Christmas time um, that we're going to try to, to scooch out there and check out, you know, all of the new Marvel stuff and hopefully things will get, you know, a little bit more back to normal by then where Mm -hmm. we can actually go see things and maybe parades because, you know, paint the night is one of my all time favorites. And so I was actually talking about that today that I hope that that's something that comes back by the time we get back out there. Not doing that just doing Alani, but that's okay. Disneyland will always be there. Yeah. And you are going to be kind of, you know, um, because you're going to be traveling and you're getting ready for your daughter's graduation. So all the planning, you're going to be off the show for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. I, um, my oldest is graduating high school. And so it's a really exciting and kind of chaotic time. Yeah. And then right on the heels of that, we're taking off and we're heading to Alani just to kind of relax and celebrate her. So uh, I'm taking a few weeks off of the podcast just to kind of focus on her and everything else that we need to do. But I'll be back and I'll have a great trip report. Maybe I'll be able to, you know, I don't know. It's a six hour time difference. So I don't know how that works with calling in or saying hi to you guys or anything like that while you're podcasting. But yeah, I can give it we, a try. And we don't want it to go ahead and, I mean, you're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff over there. So we don't want you to have to stop doing whatever you're doing and uh, jump on the show. But we're looking forward because when you return, we are going to do an episode on, on Alani. Oh, yeah. And uh, we are looking forward to kind of hearing your review of it and all the cool things that you did. So. Yeah. And, you know, and hopefully what I, I'm, I'm really hoping that, you know, everything is back to normal here before too long. And, you know, I know that this was a big thing that we talked about for a long time and we were really excited about all doing this together, but I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, maybe we can do this again and we can make it like a dis his thing. And like the, like all of us take our families and do this all over again, you know? Yeah. That sounds like a really good idea. So you guys ready to get to the history? Let's do it. Let's get to the his on Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Sleeping Beauty's Castle is located in Disneyland, California, and Disneyland Park, Paris. Sleeping Beauty's Castle became an icon for the Disney Company, as well as Disneyland, as soon as guests walked through the Disneyland doors in 1955. This castle was seen in 1959 Sleeping Beauty and belongs to Aurora and Prince Philip. It is the oldest Disney castle and was recreated for Hong Kong Disneyland. Disneyland Park Paris has a larger redesigned Sleeping Beauty castle called the Castle of the Beauty Sleeping in the Woods. So I kind of I find it kind of interesting that Sleeping Beauty's castle is at multiple parks. Yeah, it's at uh well there's a Disneyland in Tokyo, right? Mhm. So mm-hmm. without being in Tokyo, it's at every Disneyland. 
Yeah, I find that kind of interesting. I wonder why they picked that castle. I mean, I think, I don't know about you, but, you know, kind of talked about this earlier when you're walking down Main Street and then you see that castle, right? Uh, we're at Magic Kingdom. I mean, Cinderella's castle is just so much bigger and so grand compared to, I guess, what other people say, this, this castle. Yeah. Why would they not want to pick the more grand castle? It was probably an it, it was probably like a a build on improvement. So you're talking about what twenty something years, uh, twenty I don't know five twenty six years in between the building of the two parks. So you and because Disneyland was kind of the first of its kind, you know, you're going to take risks, but you're not going to take too many risks. You're going to take calculated risks. So, you know, you build a castle, a a representation from one of your beloved movies, and that's great. Uh, And it was a, you know, success, an icon, you know, people taking their pictures in front of it, definitely the focal point of your park. So then you improve it. So you go, okay, this castle was great. And, and in typical Walt Disney fashion, let's make it grander let's make it bigger and so that's where you kind of go back and you look at your other um grandiose buildings and and whatnot and you kind of focus in on one that is you know bigger better all that good stuff and and you just grow from there so do you you also think has to do with space like there's a lot more space at magic kingdom right Yeah, I mean, you still walk through um, Sleeping Beauty's castle. In fact, there's, I I don't know, and I'm sure Alex is going to tell us if it's still there, but the last time we were there, you know, there's a walkthrough where you get to walk through the entire castle and see, you know, the story. I mean, it's significantly smaller. There's not a dining room in there or anything like that. Definitely not, you know, a a private suite like in ours, but, um, you know, it's still a decent enough size to have that walkthrough. I feel like that's a kind of a missed opportunity to go ahead and uh, not have a restaurant in the castle. I don't think it's big enough for that. I, I, feel, I feel like it's a missed opportunity because I feel like that's one of the who everyone wants to go eat in the castle. Right. Like everyone you, wants to do it. Have you ever eaten in the castle? I, I have, have never. Neither have, I have not either. <laughs> <laughs> but we I, know I, all the different spots. Like if you're coming with your family, you know, and that's that's the one that's the place you want to go, I would think. Yeah, I I think um, costs can always be a deterrent. I've I've always felt like eating in the castle is a one and done kind of kind of thing. Um, you know, it was a missed opportunity when my daughter was younger, just because we always did other things. I feel like Alex is going to have to take the hit on this here at some point. I know he's cheap. Oh yeah, he's going to have to, but he's going to have to take that hit because he's got a little yeah. princess at home. And how wonderful would it be to take her and you know do that? To save money, I'll sit in the car, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the car, I guess, sit in the car, man. He could sit in the car and have Christina FaceTime him. <laughs> that way he can get the experience. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why they didn't go with different princesses. The same with Hong Kong. Why didn't they do a Snow White castle? Why didn't they do a Bell castle? I feel like having a princess castle in each park would be the best way to do it. Yeah. Walt needed a sketch of the Disneyland Park, so Roy Disney could pitch the idea to rooms of financial backers. Walt told Herb Ryman to drop the visual concept and to make sure and add a castle. Walt told him the castle would be the symbol of the whole place. Herb drew it based on a Bavarian castle called Neuschwanstein, an idea pitched by Dick Irvine and Marvin Davis. Dick Irvine was an art director who helped lead the first group of Imagineers in designing Disneyland. Marvin Davis was a scenic designer who spent time in Spain, France, and some other countries, researching castles of inspiration. He came across Neuschwanstein Castle in Germany. Dick and Marvin were both in charge of designing the future symbol of Disney. They pitched the idea to Walt, 
but were never given the green light to start producing miniatures. When Herb designed the castle, he made it smaller so it would feel inviting to guests. Walt sent the design with Roy, and it ended up being the rough draft that the future castle would be based on. Once plans were approved, the castle details started to get flushed out. The castle was being designed as a medieval or fantasy land castle, sometimes referred to as Robin Hood Castle. As a park came together, it made more sense for the castle to belong to Disney royalty. Walt was even on an ABC television show and suggested that the castle in the middle of Disneyland may belong to Snow White. During the 1950s, Walt Disney Studios was hard at work on the next classic animation feature, Sleeping Beauty. Walt saw a perfect opportunity to tie the theme park in with the film studio and decided to incorporate the castle design into the movie. In the film, you don't see much of the castle's exterior and it is always seen far in the background. This was done intentionally so that the Disneyland design team could have free reign when designing the castle. Walt and his Imagineers decided the castle would be placed at the end of the Main Street USA to welcome guests into the park. Walt also wanted it to be in the center and tall enough to be seen from anywhere inside the park. He wanted it to be the central hub and help keep people oriented. So this is interesting. And then I guess I can count this as I learned something new, but of course, marketing genius. So tie it into another arm of your entertainment, you know, company and make that connection between the movies and your park. That's pretty um, genius, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet if you asked the majority of Disney fans, they would never realize that Sleeping Beauty Castle came out, was built before the movie came out. I never would imagine that. I didn't know that until actually until Steve said it in chat just now. I didn't know that. But to see that, you know, because it takes some time to work on these movies. So the fact that the park was open before, you know, it's almost kind of genius in a way. So you have this castle there and then you... You know, the movie comes out a few years later and people are like, oh, that's the castle. Maybe it brought people back to a return trip. Who knows? Like, well, you know, we, he they, Disney has done this before where they are putting stuff in the parks before, like, the movies are even coming out. Can you think of one? Because I can't remember. Yeah, think of Beauty one. and the Beast, the show. Remember, like, the, the music, like, the Beauty and the Beast show was, like, out the same day. Beauty oh, yeah, the, the same day. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, but it's kind of like, okay. You're getting all the people that are watching like the ads on TV and all these different things, right? But then you're also getting the people at the park, which are, I mean, thousands of people are visiting the parks a day, and they they can go and sit down at the show and be like, "Oh, what is this from? Beauty and the Beast? Oh, it's a movie. I need to go check out the movie." And they're getting that like that advertisement too, right? But then isn't the movie ruined because they've seen the show? Not really. Come on. I mean, <laughs> it's more enjoyable because, but it wasn't it wasn't a show like the movie show. It was just the songs, I believe, at the time. Remember? Yeah, it was not the same. So as it is now. at least you can be like, oh, I like this song. Oh, and it's in the movie. And you're like, oh, this is cool. Uh, real quick, man, Alex, how do you say the name of this castle? No, Neuschwanstein. How did you not mention this is in Soren? Oh, because I don't know that. Because it is in, it is in Soren. Neuschwanstein yeah, Castle. Yeah, oh. you, so you can see the castle that Sleeping Beauty's castles uh, after, like made after, in Soren. It's really beautiful. I mean, I love that part with Soren. I know some mm-hmm. people, like Jen, even mentioned like a couple, you know, episodes ago, maybe in the last episode, that she really enjoyed like the California Soren, and I really like that one, the California one. I like the Around the World one too, and this is one of the places you get to visit in the Around the World Soren. So Soren Around the World. I like the idea of Robin Hood Castle. I love Robin Hood. So do I. Underrated film for sure. It's underrated, but it's not as big as Sleeping Beauty for some reason. I but- always thought it was funny that there were quite a few characters that were in um, 
that, you know, make appearances in the park from Robin Hood. I haven't seen one. I've got plenty of pictures and maybe it's more Disneyland than I um, have seen them. But I, I have several pictures with different Robin Hood characters. That'd hey, be amazing. I'm, I'm going to throw out a theory. Oh, boy. Saying that Sleeping Beauty is only big because of this castle. Maybe. I mean, if oh. you see a castle, you're like, wow, this castle is amazing. I love this place. Whose castle is Sleeping Beauty? Who's Sleeping Beauty? Wait that's, four that's years right. and find out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm talking about no, I'm talking about now though. I mean it's kinda like Sleeping Beauty's not it's not like a thing, right? Yeah. I of course watched, it I, is. I, I didn't watch Sleeping Beauty until like a couple weeks ago. Aurora is my daughter's favorite princess. She's definitely highlighted in the whole princess, uh, like on the princess floats. Uh, okay. She's part of a regular meet and greet. Okay. Um, you know, when you go pick out your dresses at the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, you know, she's got one in there. So definitely up there. I'd say the three fairies are almost as popular as she is. Agreed. Definitely. Once Imagineers finished designing the castle, Fred Yeager created a miniature model. Ryman saw the model and said he didn't like it. He then took the top half of the castle and turned it around, placing the back of the top half of the model facing forward. Fred saw this and panicked, saying Walt was due any moment. Turn it back around. But before they could do so, Walt entered the room and expressed how he was impressed and that it looked great. Let's do it that way. Disney broke ground on the castle in July 1954, one year before the park's grand opening. Walt was involved in every step and made the final design decisions from the color of the shingles to the castle's gothic archways. Walt wanted the spires to be covered in 22-karat gold leaf and knew Roy would not have allowed it, so Walt sent Roy on a business trip and while he was gone, authorized the detail to be done. The castle once built measures only 77 feet tall, about half the size of the future Walt Disney World castle, and uses forced perspective to appear taller to guests. Some techniques are making doors and windows full size on the ground floor, but smaller as you get higher on the building as well as painting the outside a darker color and gradually making them lighter the higher the castle goes. Walt told the design team to paint the roof blue so it would blend in with the sky, making the castle appear taller. The castle even has a working drawbridge, but has only been used twice. Once for the opening day in 1955, and once for the reopening of Fantasyland in 1983. When Disneyland opened in 1955, Sleeping Beauty's castle stood at the end of Main Street, USA, welcoming the visitors to a magical world. It wasn't until 1957 when the castle's interior was made available for the walkthroughs. Guests were able to walk through the portacollis and observe scenes from Sleeping Beauty depicted through hand-painted murals. In 1965, the Disney family coat of arms was hung above the castle's archway, featuring three lions who appear as if they're taking a step while walking. In 2008, the walkthrough received an update, adding in three-dimensional displays and special technology bringing the rooms to life. So it's funny to me that even famous siblings do sketchy stuff. <laughs> that's, what, that's, yeah. a, that's like their job, right? I mean, you want it your way and you create a diversion so that you get it over your siblings. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Walt did that. I like how Walt, how he, how much involvement he had in this castle. Oh, so involved. So involved. I mean, he was uh, down to the, what's it called? What's it in there? The, um, the blinds or whatever. The blinds. Is that what he said? Is that what he's going to? What do you say in there? The uh, shingle color. Yeah, the shingle the... colors and all that. Yeah. 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 So hands on. Uh, I think that's really cool. 
Well, I think probably, I mean, here we go. We're, you know, we're thinking that we know what's going, what was going through his head, but um, knowing sometimes as you're designing things, you just know where that focal point is going to be. And so once, you know, this castle was, he truly identified the castle as the focal point. Of course, you're going to scrutinize every single detail because you know, other people are going to do the same. So you're going to want it perfect. And so I would imagine that's probably why, you know, that was such a big project for him specifically. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, of course he was a visionary, right? So even when he was designing Disneyland, he had people who came in to help design it. He hired companies and he always ended up firing them because they never saw eye to eye or they never produced what he wanted to see. And then he eventually created his own Imagineers to make the park for him Mm because he had a vision in his mind, what he wanted. And that's why he's hand on hands on for everything he creates. Haunted Mansion, you know, all the rides he had hands on about. He was there during all the little details. Yep. And nearly and, all of those are still iconic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. When Disneyland Paris was being designed, Imagineers decided to bring the idea of a Sleeping Beauty castle, but wanted it to be different from any castle found in Europe. They used many different architectural, natural, and whimsical elements. They created a unique and timeless structure that some describe as the best looking Disney castle. The design was inspired by both The Sleeping Beauty Tale by Charles Perrault and the 1959 Disney animated feature. The castle is called Le Chateau de la Belle Aua de Mont, the castle of the beauty sleeping in the woods. Inside the castle are two shops and a dragon lair. Cube-shaped trees, similar to those in an animated film, are grouped around the castle in patches of three or four. Disney topiary artists specifically chose Arizona cypress and yew trees to create the dreamy landscape. Above the entrance to the castle is a polarized window. A polarizing filter rotates behind the oval window, creating a kaleidoscope effect underneath the tinted glass. The stained glass window depicts the gift given to Princess Aurora by the fairies during her baptism, a rose and a couple of doves. At the top of the main tower, an oval stained glass window is lit, symbolizing Princess Aurora's presence in her castle. Characters from Sleeping Beauty can be found inside the castle, as well as in the stained glass artwork that can be seen in both inside and outside the castle. The squirrels, birds, Maleficent's raven, and the three good fairies Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather are featured in many architectural details, as well as in the stained glass windows and tapestries of the Sleeping Beauty gallery on the first floor. Upon entering the castle, guests may recognize many different songs, like When You Wish Upon a Star or Once Upon a Dream. New orchestral arrangements were recorded specifically for Disneyland Paris. Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland Paris stands at 141 feet high. When the park first opened, the dragon underneath the castle was the largest audio animatronic in the world, towering at 10 feet high, 79 feet long, and weighing 5,000 pounds. There is a walkthrough under the castle into the dragon's lair through a dimly lit cavern. The dragon is usually sleeping, but occasionally will wake up, puff smoke, and growl. Listen, this is one of the things that I'm like super excited eventually someday to be able to see is that castle and the dragon in particular. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. And I've talked about this uh, dragon with Niels and uh, he says it's really cool. So I can't wait to go check this one out. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see this dragon. I want to see this, this park. I love the theming of this park. But um, the castle, it's already they made it twice as large as Disneyland Castle. So I knew larger is better. <laughs> right. It was just one of those things where, you know, everything 
successive is just gonna it's just gonna improve on the original you know what i mean yep of course so and i feel like that castle i love the look of that one the disneyland paris one i really do because it's just it's it's pretty it's pink it's unique um you know it's it's easily identifiable you know which park it is um so it's it's something that uh is really kind of cool to look at and once you you know find out little bits about it here and there it just makes it that much more intriguing yep i like the cube trees around it if you ever watch look at photos of both the castles the cube trees give it a really uh nice whimsical look where you can tell it's from you know it's from coming to life from a animation animation movie yeah it definitely feels like what the the castle over at disneyland paris having like you know the crow uh, diablo out there and all these different things in the movie. Do they have all these things in the movie over at um, the one in Disneyland? No, it's, I mean, do you talk about the walkthrough, Alex? It's so, it's in my memory, it. but I didn't talk about too much of it. It's, it's in my memory, but it's not, I, I feel like I remember it. And I took a lot of pictures um, the very first time we went. So that's a long time ago. Um, but I mean, there are scenes depicted to some extent within the castle, but nothing like what it sounds like at um, Disneyland Paris. You know, that would be neat. That could almost mm-hmm. revive, you know, some interest in this castle over here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any architectural details that point to characters from the movie. At Disneyland, I don't think so. Or Disneyland, California, I should say. Through the years, Sleeping Beauty's castle in Disneyland, California has gone through changes since it was first revealed in 1955. It has had many updates and has been altered for different seasonal celebrations. It has been decorated with LED lights or icicles during the winter holidays. A lighting and projection system is now in place to accommodate the firework display every night. For Disney's 50th anniversary, Sleeping Beauty received a makeover. The castle was repainted, and the five turrets were decorated with stylized crowns, each representing a decade in the park. A gold railing was added to the second floor for the safety of the pyrotechnic workers. After 10 years, they were replaced with a hidden railing that only appears when needed. For Disneyland's 60th anniversary, the castle was covered with diamonds and glitter for the Paint the Night and Disneyland Forever fireworks show. There was also a large 60th logo put in the center of the castle. The castle may have gone through changes but it was well known for its shape since it was used as a Disney icon for Walt Disney Pictures, Walt Disney Television, and Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. The Disney icon now has elements of Sleeping Beauty in Cinderella's castle. Even though there was a Sleeping Beauty castle in America and Europe, Imagineers wanted to put one in Asia as well. Hong Kong Disneyland opened in 2005 and debuted its Sleeping Beauty castle. It was almost identical to the castle in California, except for the color scheme. This castle closed in 2018 to be redesigned for the park's 15th anniversary celebration. It was replaced with Castle of Magical Dreams, which was designed to pay tribute to the 12 Disney princesses and the two frozen heroines. How did the large 60th logo look on there? Didn't you know? It made a, it made even more of a focal point because, you know, anybody who was there wanted to get their picture taken with that. It wasn't tacky. It wasn't, um, Cinderella's castle birthday cake tacky in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) But it definitely made it a stopping point to, you know, have your picture taken in front of it just to say you were there at that particular point in time. Hey, I think we need to do a show on paint the night. (gasps) Paint the night. 
Oh my gosh. Why is that? Why is that one so awesome? Would you say Jen? Like what's your favorite part of that one? I love the music of it. I do. Um, we, I've only seen it once last time we were there. Uh, it was just, I love the nighttime parades in general. Yeah. Uh, and it just, the, the technology with it and the characters and everything, the way it's incorporated and just that it was just different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. Like I would, and kind of one of the main reasons, like uh, I'm okay with us waiting to go back to Disneyland because I really want to see that again. Mm-hmm. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. In Sleeping Beauty's castle at Disneyland Paris, you can find two knights sleeping on the job. Walk close enough to them and you'll hear snoring. If you take a picture of each knight with the flash on, you'll notice that one of them is painted blue and the other is pink. Junipers line the moat of Sleeping Beauty's castle because they are one of the few plants swans won't eat. Actress Shirley Temple cut the ribbon for the opening of Sleeping Beauty's castle. If you look closely at the spires on Sleeping Beauty's castle, you'll see these little gold dots running up the sides of each one. They're little gold snails. Yeah, yeah. I want to say, these knights, that's amazing. The one at Disneyland Paris, that they're, if with a flash you can tell they're one's pink and one's blue. That's crazy. Why is there a swan, like, is there a swan plot problem over at Sleeping Beauty's castle? No, Disneyland? swans are in the moat. Like, just for funsies. Just so that's, that's how that's how detailed it is? Yeah, they got swans. Professional yeah, they swans. Have swans. But junipers line the moat. So, because that's one of the few plants that swans won't eat. Yeah, because they put a plant there that they eat, they have to replace it all the time. Oh, so they there's actual live swans there then. <laughs> yes. But oh, swans oh. can fly, man. What makes them so they can't fly away? Oh, you think they have fake swans? Like, no, oh, man. That's what, I, I don't understand what you're trying to say is that why are swans there? They fly. For you can't control where they land. <laughs> they, of course they fly. Swans fly. There's swans all over the place. And Orlando is like a huge swan place. I didn't know, though, that swans... I didn't know that. I don't know. We here at Diz His think Sleeping Beauty's castle was and will be an icon for Disney forever. It is an amazing concept that helps put adults and kids into a whimsical mood when stepping into the Disney park. It set a tone that all the other parks have to live up to. This is AJ for the D Plus Club, where every week I bring you the latest news, rumours and what's coming soon to Disney Plus. We also have a movie club where I give you an overview of the movie along with some little known facts and possible goofs. This next week, starting May 10th, we'll be featuring the film Mulan, where we'll talk about the original 1998 animated film, as well as the 2020 live action release. Come and share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord you can find the d plus club on all major podcasting platforms with new episodes released every sunday so you know i've been talking with aj over at sorcerer radio and he has his own show on sources sources radio and uh, where he kind of you know, it's like a movie club type of thing on the facebook the fun zone sorcerer radio disney fun zone facebook page uh he usually once a week he posts like a movie or some type of show that he is watching, you know, and then people comment on it. They talk about it in the, in the SR Discord chat, you know, uh, and they talk about that movie. So once a week, he has a movie and we're going to start playing the movie that they're watching that week on our on our podcast. He's going to do like a little kind of audio clip of what movie that they're watching. So if you want to go ahead, you know, talk, join in. If you want to go ahead and watch the movie that they're kind of focusing on, you know, he's focusing on on his show. And that the, uh, he's watching and the other fans are watching on Sorcerer Radio. Go ahead, watch the movie, 
join the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone on Facebook. Go ahead and join the Sorcerer Radio Discord and, you know, join the chat pretty much. Yeah, sounds good. Maybe one day we'll do the history the same week they're doing the movie. Yep, so I can, that's uh, good idea. Yeah, I kind of been talking about that with him, yeah. too. And he was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I think it's a lot of fun to kind of have a movie that you're that you get to sit around with your family. You watch like a Disney movie and, you know, you get to talk about it with other Disney fans. And also you get to spend some great family time, quality family time with your family. Dreaming of a Disney vacation? If you aren't able to go enjoy the resorts, then get yourself some three Cheeky Chicks wax melts. Studies show smells help bring forward memories, so these smells are a must-have if you want to put yourself back at these grand resorts. Go to MagicallyScented.com to order scents like Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's an earthy smell with sage, lemon, and lime. There is a Port Orleans French Quarter, which has fragrance of flowers, cotton, mandarin blossoms, freesia, and peonies. The Wilderness Lodge Melt smells of mahogany, blood orange, red pepper, sage, cognac, bourbon vanilla, golden amber, tonka bean, and sandalwood. The Vero Beach Melt will transport you with its orange blossom, star jasmine, velvet roses, and greens. Just visit MagicallyScented.com and use promo code DizHiz20 to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by Three Cheeky Chicks. That's Three Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyScented.com, promo code DizHiz20. That's three cheeky chicks at magicallyhascented.com. Hey, Joey, what you drinking? Joey, 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 welcome to the show, man. I'm looking forward to having you back on, you know, uh, a couple times a month. Uh, Dude, how you I'm doing? I'm so happy to be back, man. I miss you guys. It, you put a smile on my face. I, it's like, Three really good friends just pop into my uh, into my hang room, so it's really cool to let me come and uh, drink and curse. I appreciate you. No <laughs> how cursing. You, how you doing, Joey? Really good, man. So uh, I want to say thank you for inviting me back for the hundredth episode. I mean, that is an honor. It is a Joe, privilege. Joey, that was last week, man. That was that was last week. This no, is one hundred and one. No, no. You sent me an email and said, "Hey, man, make sure you get a, your bit. We're bringing it back for the hundredth episode." No, man. Maybe you had too many drinks. No, hey. this is. You can never have too many drinks. <laughs> so for our 100th episode that you thought this was today, right? You have something special for us. Is that correct? That was the whole point because it's so funny. I thought I was doing the 100th episode, so I wanted to do something big. I changed my background. Do you recognize it? Yes. It's not the Cantina? Oga's Canteen. So at Oga's Cantina, they do something really cool. I mean, if there's one thing we know about Disney, I don't think I'm breaking the fourth wall and saying they love to sell collectible glassware. I really don't wow. think I'm spoiling anything for what? anybody. I think that they like to sell collectible anything. Fair enough. So if if you order the Yub Nub, which I want to say is non-alcoholic, they give you a cute little cup and it's all carved out and it's cute and the kids love it. They, uh, oh, these are the Ogus Canteen coasters and these are the four beers they carry. The Gold Squadron Lager, is an American gold lager, the the Bad Motivator IPA, a Gamoran Ale, and the White Wampa. The coasters are cute, but uh, the beer runs about eight, nine bucks a piece. For $89, you can oh, get, wow. let's see if we can hold this. Uh, what this is, is it is a fiberglass plank that looks like a board. Yeah. That comes with four hollowed out Rancor teeth. That's really cool. The Rancor teeth are gold filament. It's written in uh, Arabesh, and they are literally the teeth of a Rancor. For $89, you get a four-ounce pour of each of those, and then you get to take the piece home with you. Oh, That's wow. really not that bad. 
Honestly, are you hold on, hold on. Let's get let's get Alex's opinion here. You know what? I would do it. Would you actually? That is an awesome piece of equipment. You can put an equipment. Autumn equipment. We're collectible. Gonna be using it like garden or something. <laughs> I will use it every Friday night. It's, a, it's an amazing collectible. It's people love it. I show this to everybody. They lose it. They're like, because I also have the um, mouse droid popcorn bucket that you can get. I mean, no offense. It, it's no secret that I am a giant man child and that most of this collectible stuff is in this room. Like, it's absurd. Like, if my house ever goes up in flames, the stuff in the house is probably worth more than the freaking house. Like, Take pictures. I love this stuff. <laughs> when I went to Oga's Canteen, uh, a lot of the great drinks there. So this is just the one I'm featuring. Um, my favorite drink, of course, is the uh, Fuzzy Tauntaun. That is the vodka-based uh, sweet drink that comes with about an inch and a half of foam on top. And you think maybe it's emulsified salt. Um, it could be whipped cream. I'm sorry, uh, cotton candy for all I know. And you go to drink it. It turns out that it's a modified Novocaine. So it numbs your lips while you're drinking it. So you're drooling all over yourself. Like you just got back from the doctors. It's hilarious. From the dentist. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've heard about that drink. I'm yeah. definitely can't wait to check Ogus, that one out. Uh, I have not been in Ogus yet. I really need to. Yeah, me so, too. Real quick. How like, you know, you have your business that you're doing, right? And mm-hmm. what's it called? Uh, I'm with, um, it's a tourism, the, uh, you mean the YouTube thing or the showing the families around? No, you, you, showing the families around, you have your own business now, correct? I do. Yeah. You can reach out to me directly. Um, just Joey Mazant. I keep everything. Uh, it's just easier for tax purposes for everything to be my same name. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. And the reason why I'm asking you, right. Is that how often would you, if you don't mind sharing, how often are you getting booked now? Cause I see that you're, that you're at the parks now more than you were before, before, you know, you were like doing all these different things on YouTube and going out and streaming in different areas. Now you're not doing that as much, I would say, because I'm thinking that you're actually at the parks with families. Is that correct? So in 2019, I was in a theme park 326 days. I remember, man. In 2020, I was in a park 70 of the first 74 days. And for the entire back half of 2020, nothing. 2021 has come around and every one of my regular families has been hitting me up. Hey, Joe, I don't know if you remember us. So we want to go back to the park. Since the park has, what's a realistic time frame? We'll say as of maybe March, I've been in the park almost every day. Yeah. Wow. So you're, so you're getting back out there every day, which is good. That's a good Busy, Which it's cool, but it's just like, my gosh, man, I just, no complaints. My only, the only problem I'm having right now, and I, I'm being real with people, it's tough to go to the parks right now. Yesterday, it was 96 degrees inside the park and you're wearing your mask and there are people you're walking around the park and they're just pulling the mask off their face, just yeah. putting the mask back on. People are hyperventilating everywhere. If you're going to go to the park, you got to wear a mask. Laws are laws. I don't like them either, but that's the way Disney's going to be. Mm-hmm. You got to bring water or you got to buy water. I mean, I'm literally, I'm drinking a bottle of water every 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even without masks though, I mean, Florida is hot as anything mm-hmm. and you need your water anyway. It's always good to stay hydrated, especially here in Florida. And you like you got the mustache and the beard thing going too. It literally you're sweating so bad oh, inside yeah. that mask, you're basically waterboarding yourself. <laughs> like I change the mask every every hour. It's it's just wringing it out. It's 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 again, it is what it is, but what I'm telling you is be safe. You know what I'm saying? Like plan accordingly because that's a that's a good little tip is bring multiple oh, masks to it. switch during the day. I never would have thought of that until I went and was like, Oh my god, I wish I had another mask to switch into. The even when it's cool, you 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 should you probably it's important to switch out. We've always switched out halfway through the day, um, just because they do. They just they feel moist and and just damp and even just from breathing. Um, 
And then you really notice the difference. You put that fresh mask on, you're like, oh, okay, gosh, this feels so much better. I can't imagine. I haven't been to the parks in a, in a while, not for any particular reason other than just free time. But when you're saying this, Joey, I didn't even like think about putting two and two together. Gosh, how awful it must be right now to be in the parks in those masks like that. Awesome, Joey. Well, you know, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Um, if you're listening right now, right, and you are looking for uh, to have someone take you around the park to kind of show you around the park to get cool history facts, you know, of different things around the park, reach out to Joey Mazant because he is the guy, man. He uh, he knows everything about these parks. He knows how to get you around the parks and he knows where you can get it done, everything done in a decent amount of time. What we're going to do is, and this will be, um, we will do a Diz His meetup and I will host it. It's going to be a lot of fun. The only downside is you have to let me do it for free and you have to let all the Diz His people come and nobody can charge them. They have to pay to get into the park. They have to pay for their own drinks. I'm going to offer my service for free to the Diz His group. We're going to go on my walk and talk and drink and learning tour. We will walk (laughs) through Mexico and get the avocado margarita. We'll talk about the history of the temple and why it's there and what three uh, tribes it represents. We'll talk about the two capitals of Norway. We'll talk about why the China pavilion is longer than it is short. We'll talk all of these fun facts. It's going to be a walk and talk and drink and learning tour. All I ask is that you subscribe to my YouTube channel and tag me in anything that looks cool. Yeah, we're, we'll definitely do that, Joey. And you know, you don't only know all these cool facts for Epcot. You know about all the parks. I do. Yeah, I didn't date so. a lot in high school. It gave me time to read. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't read. Reading is gum. Awesome. But you're well, a teacher. You. Reading is phenomenal. <laughs> well, thank you, Joey, for coming on. We do really appreciate you. And uh, we'll have you back on in a couple of weeks. Does that sound good? Looking forward to it, sir. Awesome, right. Joey. Take it easy. Be sure to follow our social media, DizHiz65, on Twitter and Instagram. And relatively new, we have a Twitch stream account. Just go to twitch.tv, that's T-W-I-T-C-H TV, and search Diz His. Be sure to follow us so you are notified when we start to stream. We sometimes put up spotlights and old episodes, but the best thing is Joe live streaming classic Disney games like Aladdin and Lion King. Sometimes our friend Remy from Remy's Roundtable will drop by to give us some Disney news. Just follow us and jump in when we are live. Joe loves to chat with fans, so start messaging away. You also never know who may stop by for a hang. That's Diz His on Twitch. Okay, Alex, what'd you do in the world of Disney this week? I I got a lot for you. Usually I have nothing, right? But this time I have a <laughs> lot. So we did quite a bit. We bought these uh, board games for my daughter. She's four. And our household loves the show Bluey. If you have not seen the show, the show Bluey on Disney+, Plus, watch the show. It's one season. Season two is coming out soon. It's a show in Australia. It's amazing. Soundtrack is amazing. But we got a Bluey Shadowland board game, which is fun. We also got a Bluey card game. You're like comes... all in on Bluey then. Oh, Bluey's amazing. <laughs> we have a Bluey plush. Yeah, we yeah. got a Bluey plush we just bought. Uh, that, that show is amazing. We also, for May 4th, we made Blue and Green Milk, which, did you know there's no milk in that? Yes. <laughs> so we made Blue and Green Milk. It was delicious. Delicious Mm-mm. fruit punch. Uh, <laughs> we watched, um, for May 4th, we watched some stuff. Did you guys see on Disney Plus, they have these old Ewok shows and movies no no so they have these old ewok movies we watched um 
It's called Caravan of Courage. It was made in 84. When we put it on, my daughter loved it. She loved it. Really? That's funny. She even said she wants to watch it again someday. And I said, well, there's What's a second about? one. It's about this, this family who crash lands on the planet. And they get, they get split apart, kids and adults. And the kids get taken care of by the Ewoks. And then the Ewoks and the kids go and rescue the parents from like these giant trolls type creatures. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, very 80s. Very 80s. And we also watched um, the new Simpsons Maggie Star Wars short. Did you guys oh, see that? Oh, yeah. That was, gonna, that, that was pretty good. The Force Awakens from its nap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was so yeah. many little things everywhere. It's, oh, it's, so it's good. pretty decent. I don't know about the ending. When she gets like Yoda ears. It's kind of like, I don't know. Just kind of. Yeah, I thought it was good, though, overall. Oh, yeah, overall, it's, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, my son like, has no idea what The Simpsons is, you know? Right. And uh, he def- it definitely caught his interest. Yeah, my daughter loves those shorts just because I guess it's a baby. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we also watched the Ewok cartoon. Have you guys seen this cartoon? No. Came out, like, I think the 80s. And uh, the theme song is amazing. Here it is. We are the it goes You're on for unlocking like, a memory. <laughs> it goes on like that for another minute and a half, but it's hilarious. You're, so you've seen it then? I, 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 there's like a vague, vague, you know how something will like, it's trying to come out of the back of your brain. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. The cartoon's not good. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why it's deep in your memory bank and you don't want to bring it out. <laughs> and then the last thing we did Disney and Joe can, ten, oh, can tell you about this is I made Gaston cinnamon rolls. Uh, yeah, they were amazing. Nathan didn't tell you about this, Jen. No, he had. Oh, yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, Nathan oh, had no. some. They were Listen, so good. That kid loves cinnamon rolls. So oh, he tore it up, man. It was pretty big, too. Yeah, they were. Of course. They were. Dude, Joe, that recipe makes two that's how oh, much you're really? supposed to make you're supposed to cut it in half and bake it like that yeah oh my god and i ended up making like i think like eight yeah and you made a lot and it was delicious they it were was amazing so good. it was so good and that yep. is all i got this week that's my favorite thing that you did this week <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay jen how about you uh well you and i did something together this week in the world of disney oh yeah go ahead and talk about that so we watched the unveiling of oh, yeah. The Wish. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So we um, logged on together and kind of watched them go through and reveal some of the things about the ship. Um, you know, it was it was kind of cool to see. There, It was funny because there wasn't really anything that I was like jaw drop. Oh, my gosh. You know, sign me up right now mm-hmm. because we saw that they took one of the shows from one of the other ships and they're basically they're reimagining it yeah the aladdin right on fantasy yep Yep. and they're so they're gonna reimagine it and put it over on the wish that was kind of disappointing to me but if they're gonna reimagine it i mean that beauty and the beast show some of the technology that's used on that is fantastic so maybe when they reimagine it i mean some of the new technology they're going to use and bring the show back to life i guess you can say yeah um i just you know i like to see new so i mean the only thing the first thing i thought when they said that was is oh well will there be something new on the fantasy then so that's good and I'm scheduled to go on that in November, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, they showed some that, you know, everything seemed kind of, nothing seemed too out of the ordinary as far as, 
you know, what is considered a standard for the Disney Cruise Line fleet. And then right after you logged off is when they started talking about the Marvel um, dinner. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, why did he leave? Because now I'm excited. Mm -hmm. So um, that looks like it's pretty cool. It's like they haven't said a lot about it, but it's like an immersive Marvel dining experience. So that's pretty neat. Um, And they're slowly starting to bring some stuff out. So that was cool to kind of watch that together and, and see the inaugural cruise that we won't be able to go on because of the way that they structured the um, booking of it. So we'll just have to go down to Canaveral and wave at it, I guess. So, um, so we did that in the world of Disney and what else did we do? Um, my daughter kind of is trying to rope me into watching, uh, once upon a time again. (laughs) So, and you, you know, she's never watched it. No, she, oh no, she was obsessed with it when it first came out. Yeah. Um, so (laughs) she's, she's watching it again and she, um, it's funny because you remember how good it was in the beginning. I yeah, loved it was it. really I mean, good. We, it was really we, good. Like every week. Yeah. And then for me, it was the season with the frozen and, and it was everything she yeah. said, I have to find my sister as long as we can find my sister. And, and that just killed it for me. And I just needed Anna to just stop talking. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, me too. I agree. That's the same, <laughs> same thing with me and Mel. So we kind of watched a little bit of that here or there. And, and I think that's pretty much it. So did anyone you, watch Joe? bad batch? Oh, uh, Nathan did. Oh, what do you think? He was good. really liked it. Oh, so did we? We, we liked not. it also. I haven't seen we all of it not, yet. Well, uh, did you see that they're moved Loki back a couple days? Yeah. I wonder, why did, I wonder why they did a couple days. I don't know. Uh, Bad Batch, though, really good. Enjoyed it. My whole family enjoyed it. That's another one we're going to be watching every week. You know, Such a wait. long first episode. Hour and a half. Yeah. I guess it's supposed to be half of that from now on is what my son was saying. Makes sense. But it needed some character development about it. But it really goes. I mean, it's it starts off Order sixty six, really good. Yeah. Uh, watched more. I watched uh, the Star Wars short, uh, and that's pretty much all I did this week. You know, Bad Batch and the Star Wars short. That's the his on Sleeping Beauty's Castle. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Thanks for listening, and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz. you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. 